2: I think that's how Man, it's jp's
3: started. just so off the late game hammer that he's just not even in, in the, tune that's because the late him, game so. hammer is a myth but um how anyway. how dare you to, to perfection this past weekend Can, congratulations
2: <laughs> that's why i had to come back on the podcast because i couldn't <laughs> let you guys pull those shenanigans again with the jossie's <laughs> artist late game hammer
0: this is the fantasy soccer podcast from rotowire.com your premier source for fantasy sports for player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and JD Bazo.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the RotoWire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of RotoWire.com. Joined to talk some Major League Soccer with Skylar Redpath and JD Bazo, who is back from his. Uh, wedding weekend—not so much his wedding, but a wedding weekend. So JD, welcome back.
2: Thanks, guys. It—it it felt sort of like my wedding a little bit. So <laughs> there was so much to do and some stress involved. But uh, yeah, I'm sure I'm gonna take some crap from Skyler, uh, as I found out like yesterday that I did <laughs> on Twitter. I finally checked my notifications. A um, little deserved ribbing, but I think I got how many points did I get last week? three a whopping four, four, four. Four. nice that's more that's more than i expected since i didn't even check (laughs) or set my lineup or anything um yeah man weddings are stressful so
1: Hmm. it was a little disappointing i feel like we had the conversation earlier this season when that you should always set your lineup a few days early just in case and yet yeah
2: well i was working on on my best man speech and worrying about having to uh take a day off work and getting things done ahead of time so it I would have had to probably think about it a week ahead of time and
1: it's not where oh I, well. not where the priorities are are lying correctly here JD I don't know about this I don't know
2: I uh, I'm I'm still like uh I think I dropped like 500 spots but oh. I I guess that goes to show you that uh it seems like there's about 2000 people at least that are keeping up with uh mm-hmm. in some consistent fashion this year for FMLS so I guess that's good. It means that more people are than than before, so maybe this this change is kind of actually turning out for the better, having the unlimited transfers in terms of fan interaction. So yeah. that's great. i uh, I'm sure I'll battle my way back to about rank five hundred. <laughs>
3: Yeah, and there's always next season, bud. Always next season. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, apparently I'm the only one that's going to play uh, Piotti this week, so uh, I think I'll gain about 100 spots that way.
3: Ooh.
2: Uh-oh. Is he in the lineup? Here we go. <laughs> no, I don't think he is, actually.
3: <laughs> ah. Okay. Well.
1: Um, well, yeah, we're in the middle of a double game week thanks to Wednesday's New York City FC Sporting Kansas City match, which was a thrilling one nothing victory. We
2: should so, ignore those mm-hmm. for, for FMLS. Just get rid of the... If there's only one game on Wednesday, just get it off the thing completely.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Especially with a <laughs> New York City double game week with possibly no David Villa at all, but we'll get to New York City in a minute. Um, we've got three... Um, most likely three... DFS slates we only have uh two up on DraftKings right now but there's there are three Sunday matches we assume they'll they'll be uh combined into one so the early one at least on DraftKings is a three game slate which uh starts at 3:55 Eastern on Saturday it's New York Red Bulls home against the I'm sorry at the Chicago Fire um looks like DraftKings may have switched their home and away order but anyway uh this, yeah, super, super this is super annoying. super annoying um <laughs> San Jose at Toronto at 5 Eastern, and then Portland at New York City FC at 530. So uh, what's kind of amazing in this slate is that it's only six teams, but we've got some like really expensive players. I mean, we've got Javinco, David Villa is questionable. I'd be kind of surprised if he played David Accom, Diego Valeri, Nikolic, BWP, Kledgedon. I mean, um, it's pretty significant. Uh, can we at least all agree that Javinco is the easiest play on the slate? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm glad we we finally have some Javinko consensus again after the <laughs> shenanigans from the last time the three of us were together. Um, what was
2: the What was the result last time that was a thing?
3: I believe Javinko I think he had
2: uh, was yeah, that he Philly. Tw- that was Philly. Yeah, I think
3: It was Philly. Okay. Yeah. He had agreed on points.
2: Montreal. Or I wasn't there to agree or disagree last week. I guess he was yeah, a lock okay, last it was-
1: week. Yeah.
3: It was a oh, Philly okay. game, but uh, you know, backtracking, I do gotta say the the Javinko goal in that game was like dying. Oh, minutes. that was I the leaking really hammer. Had, that's right. Yeah, I think I think they had pulled their keeper out, and uh, <laughs> Javinko pretty much had an open goal in like injury time. So you know, a little, a little taste your
2: medicine. You
1: I see. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure even when a keeper is there, it's basically a wide open goal when Javinko is taking the shot. If but, it's a
2: free kick, hell yeah. Yeah,
1: for sure. Um, so if Javinko is the Easiest play? Who is after Javinko
3: Um, I might be looking at question at home. He's been no, he's you know, on the road. Two points. Kleshin's on the road. Good grief! Yeah, this is gonna. <laughs> this is gonna okay, gonna yeah. Throw this. Me, yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, it's already started. <laughs> yep.
2: Wait, wait, they switched him in the one up up top, up top but then. Yeah. In right. the bottom yeah. that didn't switch him. Correct. Correct. That's annoying. Uh, I, okay, I, I kind of think questions okay, but uh, I like Diego Valeri a lot because NYCFC played, uh, played a tough game last night, and yep. I saw a stat on Twitter about how bad opponents have been in the game following their match against Sporting Kansas City. I think they're 7-12-7 or something.
1: Um, that seems like a wonderfully coached stat though like
2: well but it i think what it is suggesting is that skc is a tough team to play against like they wear you down they make you do a a lot of work um it could just be complete randomness but um there may have been more to the threat or whatever but i just saw scrolling through today today um but it it does make sense to me i mean skc is a tough team to play and portland's going to be rested they have a lot of firepower so i wouldn't uh hesitate to use valeri by any means whether he's home or away i believe he's away he is away <laughs> <laughs> that's
3: why that's what i thought yes yep but nyc is on the second leg of their double game week so exactly he has, has both at home though to his advantage right both at home and which uh maxi morales is actually a guy that i'd you know usually jump out with via being out but Last night, Pierlo was the guy that was yeah. stepping up on set pieces. So frustrating to see that happen. Ugh. Obviously, we don't have any DraftKings implications going, but definitely takes away from his fantasy value when he's not on set pieces. The, um, and I'm not really sure if, I don't think, uh, I think Alexander Ring is who Pierlo was in for, or Herrera, one of those guys. I'm not really sure. Both. They were both out. Yeah. That's that's yeah, why he so played. They gonna...
1: were out and Mikey Lopez. Like He was the fourth option, and that's where they went. <laughs>
3: And he was pretty so, good, though. Yeah, he did have a good game. Um, so, yeah, he That's could be back Tommy out Mack, there. <laughs> right. <laughs> Tommy Mack got the armband. He put yeah, four he shots uh,
2: towards the goal, not on the goal. But um, <laughs> good for him.
3: Yeah.
1: I think Herrera will be back in, though. So I'm not sure Pierlo will be back in.
3: Yeah. I'd say is probably more on the doubtful side. Yeah. So... If that happens, I mean, I might play Morales anyway, but if Pirlo's out, then I think that he's that definitely bumps him up to where he's, you know, probably up there. I mean, yeah, Valeri is probably the best ne- after Javinko, but then I'd say maybe Morales after that.
1: So nobody's buying into Victor Vasquez.
3: I'm not like is the f- not buying is in. Is the five but... straight
1: games of double digit points not not good enough?
3: <laughs> no, I mean I, um... it's definitely solid.
2: Yeah, I would actually probably take Vasquez over Morales, um, only because of the the quick turnaround. But it's close.
1: And what about the Vasquez versus Kledston on the road in Chicago?
3: Vasquez. Okay. Yeah, Vasquez uh, slightly for me there.
1: Okay. Um, anybody else from Chicago or the Red Bulls? I
2: mean, uh, I think BWP's in play. He's not a not a cash game play, but he's been scoring a lot lately. He's been uh, taking a lot of shots. so I, I think that's fine. Chicago's not the team that they were earlier in the season and until they they get back to it, I'm gonna feel okay with teams they're they're playing against. That's for sure,
1: okay. you like So you like yep. BWP more than David Akam? It's a tough one. I I don't know what to make of David Akam from Game.
2: Yeah, I would probably go Akam to be honest, just because he has a safer floor. Okay. Slightly, Um, but I would say Akam, BWP Josie, I think is going to go really underowned, just because he, um, you're not going to take Javinko and Josie necessarily um, without some hesitation. But eighty two hundred, good price for probably one of the the biggest favorites to score a goal on the slate. I mean, he's probably second to Javinko. If you had to, to take goal scoring odds, I would think I didn't look at him, but
1: hmm. what were you going to say? Skylar,
3: I was going to throw out there just from that fire, uh, New York Red Bulls game. I think you asked if we'd take anybody else. I'm still looking at Georgie Mihalovic, uh, 3,500. He's been kind of lining up in that number 10 role for the fire. And, uh, he hit 13 points last time out. He was 3,300. I slipped him into some lineups, and it definitely worked out. So the um, only thing there is that uh, Juninho was in last game, and it took away. He uh, Mihalovic had some set pieces when he was out of the lineup. So if Juninho is not in the lineup, you see Mihalovic in the lineup. I think at 3,500, that's a great play. Hmm. What about Juninho then himself, though?
1: You know, like Let's him See, on what's his, his price? Uh, 3300
3: 3300 yeah, I mean, it's a solid price for somebody on set pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I might I might take a uh, stab at Juninho at 3300 <clears throat> Okay. Nikolic, anyone? I mean... Oh, he- <laughs> uh, man.
1: It's been definitely so bad. A, but...
2: Definitely a contrarian play that uh, could pay off for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He's still, I believe, he's... Uh, let me sort the expected goals table. He's still, yeah, he leads the league hmm. right now. In expected goals, not um, goals scored. But right. he's not too far off,
3: honestly, in that. He's second. Okay. Yeah, it's just been so bad, it's it's hard. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, I see where, where JD's coming from, for sure. A lot of people are going to be off of him. Um, but, yeah, he's the type of guy that could come through with a big, 20 plus point game and uh just kind of reading and and watching some post training video and and this and that then it's definitely something i think that's hanging over him and he's kind of have had had that attitude like you know it's just a a funk that all strikers go through but i'm about to get back on track and finish the season like i started that kind of thing so he's still trying to stay positive just a, a tougher matchup than i'd like maybe even though it's at home but yeah i mean I think you can take a, a flyer on them for sure.
2: Yeah, this is kind of a, a statement game for the Fires, so have to see if, if they're going to be uh, serious about this late-season push or not.
1: Is Nikolic worth $2,100 more than Wando? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Absolutely. All right, just checking. Anybody from San Jose you guys like?
2: Not Really?
3: I like uh, Shea Salinas at forty-two hundred. He's Ooh. been uh, pl- he's been hitting ninety. I mean, he's had double digits. Yeah, quite uh, off. Quite five, off. Yeah, five of his last six, and he's still only forty-two hundred. So even though it's on the road, uh, it's a good set piece taker, cheap play that you can build around.
2: Yeah, I forget who I who I wrote this about formerly, but it's one of my, my favorite terms I've ever come up with for the uh, the fantasy article. Salinas is basically a human jugs machine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just, Just sending him in nonstop.
2: Tossing crosses in. So he's he's always in play, but I mean, at Toronto, you're not getting too much upside, so he's probably Probably a guy that I would just go with for, say, flooring cash, or if you, you need one cheap guy to throw in your GPP lineup to kind of solidify it. That's fine, but I, I don't have any big expectations for him by any means.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And where do you guys go on for goalkeeper? Like, it seems like...
3: From this game or just on the slate? No, on the
1: slate, yeah. I feel like Robles at forty four um, is pretty interesting.
2: I was that was my first thought. I had to go and see what what he was priced at, but I like Robles. Um,
1: Attila at forty two with no David Villa.
2: Assuming also, no David Villa, I like that one as well. Yeah. But um, yeah,
3: I, I like Atanella too. Do you like it more than Robles though? I think so, uh, mainly based on even a little bit of what you were saying is just with the fire having a statement game more or less. Like I feel like. Um, Feel like Chicago is going to score a couple goals here, so. Gotcha. Um, I think I think they're more likely to score a goal or two than New York City is. Just after watching that game last night.
2: Interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know. NYC is just a, a team that I really trust to to get it done, no matter who's in the lineup. So, I mean, so you can't get a tougher defensive team than Sporting this right. year, even a, a Sporting without some some key players. So. I don't know. It's, I guess it's kind of a coin flip, but I, I'm leaning towards Robles at the minute.
3: Yeah, it is a coin flip. I'd say if you're trying to pay up for like a guaranteed win or whatnot, then Bono's the guy for sure. There, um, I'm not really. I don't even really think San Jose has much they can bring. I I, just, I don't. I don't see them scoring <laughs> in this one. So you know. Is Urania uh,
2: gonna get back? Because he was a beast over the international
3: break. He should be. Jeez, Urania. <laughs> I'm sure u.s soccer fans are thrilled to hear that name again yeah right.
1: uh all right that's that slate let's uh move on to the main one which is a five gamer that starts at seven o'clock eastern with uh orlando at dc uh yes orlando <laughs> at check. dc gosh that's yeah late. you're right okay uh and then seven thirty is uh montreal at new england 8 o'clock Philly at Minnesota, 8.30 Colorado at Houston, and 10 o'clock RSL at Vancouver. Um, Win, Yeah, Lee Wynn is the most expensive player on this slate at 9900 Man, um, he
3: skyrocketed. That's he That's what did. four assists will do, I guess. Yep, four wow. assists will do that.
1: Um, although something must be wonky with the DraftKings because they're saying his last salary was $8,140, which <laughs>
3: I don't think is... It's totally right there.
1: (laughs) Um, This DraftKings redesign, I guess, has a little kink in it. Throwing
3: that extra four in there for his MLS record-tying four-assist game. That's right. Um,
1: It's pretty impressive to have four assists and 16 fantasy points.
2: Yeah, that's uh, very impressively mediocre. Uh,
3: Yeah, I don't think that's right either. (laughs) Um, I hope not. Yeah, he definitely had more than than uh, sixteen points in my lineups. So I think it was closer to like twenty nine or something. I was gonna say, cause uh,
1: yeah, four assists in its own is twenty four. So <laughs> he maybe he yeah. got sent off twice.
3: It looks. It almost looks like it's uh, doing the two assists thing, like some sites do. They oh, don't yeah. count that secondary assist. Yeah. Oh. That's kind of what it looks like to me. Maybe they're just counting two assists with the peripherals you're, i don't know you're right
2: that is what it looks like maybe he got deducted points for terrible hair
3: <laughs> <laughs> um
1: he we'll, we'll get to him in a minute um let's talk about this orlando dc game um jd you mentioned you saw something on reddit about how orlando has had more arrests and wins in how long the last month since
2: uh, since june 1st june i
1: think first which is a long time yeah. ago wow that's a long time shout um, out to to reddit um so it seems like DC is better at least. So are we looking? (laughs) Um,
3: I mean, I guess if you're going off of past or recent results, DC beat new England one zero and new England just beat Orlando four zero. So
2: (laughs) there you go. DC have also won three straight games, one nothing and
3: Orlando would be
2: jealous of, of that. Any of those results
1: for sure. For sure. Uh, So are we looking at, Lloyd Sam? Is that how excited? Looking at, Is that the most excited no, we've
3: Yeah, now we're looking at, uh, we can get way more excited. There's a guy that I snuck in his MLS debut uh, a couple weeks ago, Zoltan. He's uh, listed as a forward on DraftKings, but he took all their set pieces. Um, yeah, 11 crosses, ended wow. Up, yeah, ended up with a decent day. 5,400 in that second forward slot. That's the way to go. I mean, he's already kind of a guy that I'm planning on, unlocking locking in. So interesting Zoltan. That's fun. <laughs> uh, I think he's a, I think he was signed as a late DP signing too. So maybe I not. Think
2: you're, I think you're right. Huh. Um, I, I honestly could go with anyone in DC's attack. I mean, Sam Acosta, Areola are they're, they're all good options. Um, who knows who starts up top at this point, but, Sean Brown, Patrick Mullins. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have to see, but I I don't see a reason to shy away from anyone in DC's attack at this point compared to Orlando's poor and pitiful performances lately.
1: So you're not gonna pay seventy five hundred for Carlos Rivas?
2: No. <laughs> Nor seventy three hundred for Kaka. Um sixty three
1: hundred for Yoshi? No.
2: Is he a defender no no he's a mid mid yeah nah, it's a it's a it's a big fat no for me <laughs> okay that's fair
1: um that, uh, I mean, that
2: 16 cross game yeah he had one that was was yeah. pretty sweet but yeah i'm still gonna stay out of that
3: okay yeah i think in that one uh Vancouver jumped out to an early two 0 lead so basically orlando City was chasing the entire game so yeah you're gonna have an inflated crossing total from a guy or two for sure. Um, that's probably what happened there, but I think a lot of people might play him just seeing that. I don't know. Maybe not a lot of people, but I think he'll probably have more ownership than he probably should just right. because of that. You know, okay. if people are looking past his uh, World Cup qualifier game, which, you know, I'm, I'm going to give our listeners enough credit that they'll be able to distinguish between World Cup qualifier game logs and MLS game logs. Mm. Hope so.
2: Very generous of you. <laughs> um,
1: all right. The next game, you, you mentioned Lee Wynn. He's not the one I want to talk about here. I'd like to talk about Ignacio Piatti and Bliram Jemayili because one of you likes at least Piatti, One of you, not so much. I'll start <laughs> with Skyler because you are apparently not a fan of Piatti this week at New England. Is that still the case? I'm not.
3: Uh, I'm not not a fan, but I was. He was on the cusp of my top twenty, but you know, JD kind of uh, put the bug back in my ear that he did just come off like a what six games in a row with a goal, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. it's just <laughs> on a on a double game week um, with only two teams and you know, if you look at our rankings, which are, are mainly based off of season long, then you'll see a ton of New York and New York city and, uh, sporting KC guys in my rankings, which, you know, generally Piotti would definitely be ahead of majority of those guys, if not all of them. But, mm-hmm. um, that's kind of how that played out. And so when I got to the bottom of my rankings and maybe, I overlooked Piotti and maybe he was, you know, on the bubble, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, he's definitely still, I'd say, a top ten midfielder on the slate. So I think JD JD won that battle fair and square. He's conceding <laughs> before the games even played. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yes. I'll go ahead and get it. At, I'll go ahead and get it out there. I definitely overlooked it uh, somewhat, and when I started kind of digging in, then then yeah, he was right. I mean, you can't, you just can't overlook a guy that's had that kind of a track record lately. New England's still. I mean, they've d- done better recently, but they're still not like a defensive juggernaut. So, um, I'm not. Uh, I'm definitely not off of them this week. I just. I'm probably not going to have um, any fantasy exposure to them. I don't have them on MLS fantasy or probably one on on DK either. Mm, okay. GD floor is yours. Yeah.
2: I mean, there's no need to to beat a dead horse here, but uh, I initially just thought Skyler Skyler made a mistake, but then he tried to start convincing me that <laughs> Teal Bunbury was a better play, and uh, that might be the most annoyed I've ever, I've ever been in a in a fantasy soccer chat. Um, Teal Bunbury over the guy that just came off on DraftKings five straight uh, 23 or more point performances had one one game here he had only nine points against Chicago no big but he was named player of the month in august um my ely back or no my Ely it doesn't really matter uh i I just feel like Piotti is a, a very good play this week in in any format and um
1: what about how do you think what do you feel about my Ely like, would you play both? I think
2: he's, he's a fine play, too. But I, at this point, why are you playing him over Piotti? It would be my question. Because, yeah. I mean, when when you see somebody in the form that Piotti is, you don't leave him on the bench, essentially.
3: Okay. I think set pieces probably are par- part of Jamali's upside over Piotti's. I mean, set pieces in, in regards to, like, corner kicks. I think Piotti would still take PKs and, and yeah, so- free kicks and stuff.
2: Yeah, by uh, upside, you mean he has a safer floor. But, I mean, if you want upside, you would go Piotti for sure.
3: Yeah, I'd, I'd say Piotti is definitely the more goal scorer of the two, and Jamali might bring a few more of those peripherals. Um, but for 1000 bucks less than Jamali, you can get Teal Bunbury at Ford. <laughs> <laughs> Jamali also is coming off international duty, so
2: uh, he's less rested than Piotti is, which is notable.
1: Seven thousand yeah. for Teal Bunbury. Wow.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, if, we're, if we're if we're paying deep, that, get crazy. out of here.
3: <laughs> yeah, I just noticed that price tag. That's crazy. And yeah, what's going on with the uh, previous salaries and points? Like something's definitely thrown off there. Great. He's fi- he's fifty. 50- his last oh, salary yeah, 59, was fifty nine fifty fifty.
2: Yeah. Okay. And he had a goal in six shots and uh, only ten points. Apparently.
1: Hmm. <laughs> no. Nah. All right. Which is not yeah. true. Tough week no, for I game log, log watchers. Him. Tough one.
3: Top and twenty. Yeah, this is. This might be a week for uh, anybody that's privy to that to uh, kind of cash in and.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, unfortunately, game log watchers are probably going to be uh, switching over
1: to football. Mm. Watch it's out! True. We got one on the podcast.
3: What do you guys game like? Log about... watcher? Aren't you a game <laughs> log watcher? I definitely, you know, use. It oh yeah. And whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. definitely use it for trends. More. I mean, you, you have to with fantasy.
1: No, no, I'm just uh, no judgment. Just saying you're you like your game. Logs. But I
3: watch I watch. The fantasy, you know, yes,
1: you're you're not road, only. I watch, I watch the games. Correct. Correct. Sorry. Sorry. Yes. What, um, a,
3: what a subtle call out by Andrew. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I had, a, I had to think for for a second. I was mm-hmm. sitting there trying to dig into Actually, it was I was digging into Teal Bear, Bunbury's game log while you threw that out there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Kai
1: Kamara bagged a hat trick last week. I had him in my FMLS team for this week until Skyler basically called me out on possibly playing Kai twice in two weeks before I took him out. (laughs) I then almost immediately after Locke saw a stat that he has scored six goals in his last four games against Montreal. Uh, Anyone like Kai at 8,600? Sounds like guaranteed scores to me.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm not going to play it. Montreal's been very good defensively lately i know that kai's on a on a streak for sure but um
1: whoa 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 whoa. he scored three goals last week and that was his first goal since august 5th so let's not call him a streak here
2: well a a streak of one game but (laughs) he has been i'm actually surprised to hear you say that was his first one since august 5th i wonder if they're missing a midweek match in the game log or something it felt like he's been oh okay i see he scored in that August 5th game, he scored, that was his third straight. So, Correct, yes. He, okay, yeah. I mean, he he picked it up the second half of the season, in my mind, is what I was thinking. He's also been taking a lot more shots than he did yes. uh, early on this season. So, I like both of those things, but he still doesn't provide a, a very safe floor. Um, Montreal has a pretty good defense, so I, I'm probably out. If I want exposure to Kai, I'll just take Lee Win. Right.
1: Right. It's a little disappointing to see Kai's salary up at eighty six hundred when you could have had him last week for six thousand eight hundred and fifty. But um <laughs> uh yeah, win seems like the easy the easy Wynn. revs exposure even with ninety nine hundred. I guess the most expensive is ninety nine hundred, so you're probably fitting in plenty of the guys that you
3: want. Yeah, just the hmm. fact that you can still play Wynn as a forward like that, I would Find a way to to get that extra thirteen hundred to to for that safety net, I guess, of playing win yeah. over Kai. I think Kai is definitely in play for GPPs, but if I'm building a safe, you know, cash game lineup, then I think it's got to be Win and maybe even like Zoltan in that other forward slot. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh,
1: next is Philly at Minnesota. Um, I have nothing to say about either of these teams to either of you. <laughs>
2: Man, this is going to be a rough match.
1: So, Christian Ramirez is the most expensive player in this game at 7000
2: I guess what I have to say is, I mean, if you're going to pay for a goal-dependent forward, I would strongly consider Sapong yeah. over Kai Kamara. You get the savings. You get a differential if you're going to enter a tournament. Um, it just makes a lot of sense to me because Minnesota hasn't been good at keeping the ball out of the net. Uh, Sapong is exactly the kind of guy that can take advantage of that, um, so it's it's definitely a, a risk anytime you play Sapong because his floor is so low. But um, if that's the type of forward you're going to roll with, you could definitely find many worse ones than him.
1: Okay, screaming endorsement for the for CJ Sapong. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah, you could
2: go. You could go chase the uh, the box score from last week and go Abu Danladi, who is a. A great player, but um I don't know, let's let's cool our engines on that guy until next year probably.
1: Hmm. Sky, are you looking at Kevin Molino at all? Home against Philly.
3: Not as much as I'm looking at uh Sam Nicholson, uh for about two thousand bucks less. He's been hitting double digits, he's taking their set pieces, so um forty six hundred, pretty good price. It's jumped up a pretty good bit since he. Came into the league and uh, and started, you know, getting actually getting playing time. But I think forty six hundred is still a reasonable price for somebody that's got that kind of a floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, a real poor
2: man's Shea Salinas right there.
3: Ooh. That's right. Um,
2: I, <laughs> I'd, 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 I'd like to see Nicholson put a shot on target, other than the one he has so far in five starts. Let's, I'll say that.
0: But I I agree. um,
2: I mean, he's a good value, solid player, but the the upside is kind of what I'm questioning if I'm going to try and use him in a tournament. I haven't seen anything yet to suggest to me that he's a a dangerous player in the box.
3: Right. Yeah, no, he's definitely more of a a safer play, I'd say, than than like a Molino, which a Molino is a guy that I would – potentially roll out in a tournament i mean his results haven't been there at all recently so he will definitely go overlooked but he's the kind of guy that can come through with a big kind of you know just a a tournament winning score i guess you could say sure um not saying that i'm going to play him this weekend but if you know he's he's definitely on the radar as far as a differential goes okay all right that works for me i won't hate on that yeah
1: uh next is colorado at houston this one.
2: This is one of the worst slates of games you can come up with. It's kind of amazing
1: <laughs> to have five games and have them be this bad with the three game slate earlier in the day so much better.
2: <laughs> it's, it's so frustrating to look at these games and think, wow, I'm probably going to have to watch
1: one of these. Yeah. Um, how do you attack Houston? How do you attack the Houston attack? Cuba and that's oh it? i was gonna yeah.
2: say if you're colorado you can't attack no, houston because yeah. you don't have any good players but if if we are trying to attack the houston attack uh i would probably go for anyone not named Cuba torres just because he's way too expensive
1: yeah i mean kyoto at 84 isn't cheap
2: yeah and he's coming back from a, a good international yep. break or stretch of uh stretch of matches he scored in the last one so I, I don't know if he's going to start or if they're going to let him come off the bench. Uh, I'd, I'd really like Maro Minotis to get a start in this one because I think he's someone that I would consider playing for sure, even though his price is a little expensive. But you almost have to have somebody from this game, whether yeah. it's Alex or uh, if Tomas Martinez gets in. Not that we'll know early enough before lineups lock. But um...
1: Yeah, they're the biggest favorite on the slate.
2: Right, I mean, if even if you told me Andrew Wenger was starting on the wing, I actually might consider him for once. Oh. <laughs> I know, it's gross. <laughs>
1: um, Skyler, Anybody from Houston that you see and you think, that's who I want my Dynamo exposure to be?
3: Mm, not really. <laughs> I Honestly, mean...
2: if you told me Tomas Martinez would play 45 minutes, I would put him in my lineup. Oh. He's only 3,100.
3: I think for me, Albert Elise is probably the guy that I might be most interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, he's looked really good in their attack. I mean, they've got so many weapons. That's that's where it gets tricky is it's almost just like throwing a dart. Is it Torres? Is it Kyoto? Minotis? Yeah. Elise? But, you know, Elise has been the guy, and, and he's the cheapest of the four, but he's been the guy that's, um, you know, kind of really just caught my eye. Like, he's... he's getting off shots, um, scoring goals, that kind of thing. So definitely, uh, you know, definitely on my right, on my radar, but I, again, I'm, I'm not, uh, I'm just not sure if I'm even going to roster anybody from Houston just based off of not really knowing which one of them are yeah. going to step up. Yeah, definitely a tough one just cause they all, they're all
1: kind of equal. Um, anybody from Colorado? <laughs>
2: It really feels like you have to have some Houston, I think. But I agree, it's tough to tough to pick out who. I think Alex would be, would be the guy. If I had to really settle on someone that's safe, that I know is going to get some points, uh, it'd probably be Alex. But anyone from Colorado, probably not. Yeah. No. I mean, I don't see the point, really. Gosh, he's, his price is down, but i like to see his play pick up a little bit before I trust him too much.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, Gashi would be the guy for me, and uh, his price does look pretty attractive at 6,500. One thing that concerns me is he came off before the 60th minute um, at LA. Granted, they were I think they were getting shellacked by that yeah, point, so maybe maybe it was just uh, let's you know keep Gashi healthy type of move. Um, I I would consider him at 6,500 if it, if you know my lineup build came down to it. Okay. I would actually consider him over Alex at seventy one hundred. Oh. Hmm.
2: I don't. I don't know. I think one one play I might make going into this game is I w- might have Tomas Martinez in, hoping that I can. That'll allow me to get Piotti, Lee, Win, whoever else I want. And um, if I see he's not playing, I'll probably throw in Luisa, uh, Luis Gil.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: For three thousand for Colorado, I'll just have to to eat that, but um. Gil's a good player, and I think they're kind of leaning on him lately. So, Mm -hmm. since they recently recently acquired him, yeah,
3: yeah, okay, that's that's putting a lot of faith in Martinez for a guy that hasn't started yet. But I mean, I see what you're doing there.
2: But he's he's so good. I feel like this would be a great game to get him into the lineup against a bad team. Just trot him out there, and maybe they're not going to have a guy like uh, Kyoto or Ailes start because they're they just came off of uh, two games international duty. I don't know. It feels yeah, like maybe. I, mean, I hope
3: he starts. I hope yeah, he does. Yeah. Well,
2: we won't know before lineups lock or contest kickoff, rather. So I'm gonna have to watch the uh, the beat writers, if if they're actually writing about this game. I don't see any reason for them to. But <laughs> I'll check it out going into Saturday and and make a decision. But there definitely are pivots that you can go to. I mean, even if you budget for like a Dylan Serna at four
3: thousand. Yeah. Okay. Maybe have them in that utility slot just in case. Yeah, yeah for like sure, that. for sure.
1: All right, last game on the slate is RSL at Vancouver. So Skyler, who's the late game hammer?
3: Ooh, well let me let me make sure I'm seeing which team is at home first because <laughs> RSL <laughs> is on top. It's
2: Vancouver. But it's Vancouver. Vancouver. Uh, Your yes. is Skyler's favorite late game hammer of all time. I
1: think. <laughs> I don't know. Kendall Waston's here. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's used I'd him probably, before.
3: Yeah, I'd probably say... I'd probably go with Freddie Montero as the late-game hammer in this mm, one. Okay. I know that that might be a little bit of a cop-out since he's like their go-to goal scorer. Maybe a little bit um, more reliable than a Jaiasi Zardes, so to speak. But <laughs> if, you, if you if you get down to it and, you know, trying to make some ground up and you have that much money left, eighty-one hundred bucks, dollars um, <laughs> Freddy Montero is the guy, I think, but... Okay. If you if you want to play it a little bit safer, I think Saverino's a uh, decent play. He's usually good for that seven to ten points. And he's three three hundred bucks less than Montero, so GD, what do you think about
1: Plato or Rusnak?
2: Yeah, Plato would be my late game jackhammer oh. because he uh much stronger than a hammer for those who aren't familiar with your tools.
1: Um could we actually call him a jow hammer?
3: <laughs> the late game like, jow hammer I like it I kind of feel like Plata might be like on everybody's radar but maybe not I didn't realize uh, that a late game hammer had to be off the radar I mean uh, yeah I think
1: it's a little be, below the yeah a little surprising
3: it has, uh, it's, yeah, okay, it this has to just, be in that spot where like you know that you're not gonna have or you are confident that it will be a little bit off the beaten path that kind of thing right
1: that's why Montero fits so well in that one
3: there's so many rules for this thing.
1: <laughs> what do you think? You just randomly pick some late guy, and that's it? Come on, JD. There's a lot luck that goes into
3: I, the late game hammer. I think that's how and it's. JP's started. just so off the late game hammer that he's just not even in. in the, tune that's because the late him,
2: game so. hammer is
3: a myth. But um, how, anyway. how how dare you? Out to, to perfection this past weekend. Can, Jack, congratulations.
2: That's why I had to come back on the podcast because I couldn't <laughs> let you guys. Pull those shenanigans again with the Jossie Zardis <laughs> late game hammer, leaving Piotti out of the rankings. I mean, JD had to come back in here and set things straight.
1: I um, <laughs> I used Zardis in a switcheroo, and it bumped me up to the highest I've been all season in FMLS.
3: Very there nice, congratulations! And you know what? You know what? I completely whiffed on was that, and I didn't find this out until. Lineups came out was that it was Zardes's birthday too, so we had oh the yeah you know, we had yeah you know, we had the the birthday factor going.
2: Oh, so was it a birthday hammer?
3: It was a birthday late game hammer. Wow. <laughs> <Now we laughs> so many that, factors. Yeah, that would have solidified the the late game hammer shell but yeah, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. So. Mm. Oh well.
2: All right. Well, wait. So, th- so is- it's it's probably Luis Silva's birthday on Saturday, so I'm gonna <laughs> go with the Luis Silva <laughs> birthday hammer okay <laughs> he has five or four goals in three games yeah, five goals and five goals in four games he's uh but put multiple that... shots on goal in the last three of them uh RSL just looks so good that I don't I don't care that they're on the road um that weird turf whatever in Vancouver is gonna be extra fast for Plata and Rusnok and uh Saverino and Silva's gonna be right in the middle of all of their uh, all their magic so get out of here Whitecaps.
1: Okay. Any white, Any uh, Christian Bolaños uh, interest?
3: Uh, yeah, I mean Bolaños—oh, wait, never mind. I was, look, I was about to say Teixeira left a, a bad taste in my mouth last game, but yeah, Bolaños is good to go for me. Yeah. Sorry, KD, what were you going to say there? I, I was just going to say Vancouver's actually been
2: pretty good lately, so yeah. I, would, I would be okay with anyone in their attack that you would normally play— um, Probably one of those wingers would be who I would most want to use. So I'll have to see the lineup, see who it is. Um Yordi Rain has unfortunately gotten a little bit expensive, so he's probably off my radar for the time being. Um, until I see him really string together a couple good fantasy performances. But um Belanios I think is a, a fine play. I wish he was a little bit cheaper, but um, you gotta pick someone. The pricing's pretty sharp this time of year. Yeah. So
1: Okay. Uh, That's the Saturday slate. We can discuss quickly the Sunday slate is three games. Um, We have no prices. So it's Columbus, home against Sporting Kansas City, Atlanta opening their new stadium, home against Dallas, and Seattle, home against the Galaxy. So my question is, who do you like better between Joseph? I'm sorry, who were you going to say?
2: I was going to say, do you take three or four Seattle attackers? (laughs) Is that your question?
1: Uh, It wasn't. It was actually going to be Joseph Martinez or Jassie Zardes, but I guess we could talk about the <laughs> Seattle guys too. I'm sorry I ruined your joke. No, that's all right. Uh, well, actually, I can you go that heavily on Seattle, knowing that you also should probably have some Atlanta, and I mean Columbus is pretty good at home, even against Sporting. Like it's a. Should
2: you should you definitely have some Atlanta? Uh,
3: I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think they're going to be. I tend I think to. They're, I
2: mean. I tend to agree, oh. but let's not sleep on Dallas.
3: Um, I
1: mean, Dallas. Just Dallas hasn't has been, been sleeping, good. I believe. That's the problem, yeah. right?
2: Yeah, but I, uh, I still have faith they're going to turn it around. I'm not too worried about that.
3: Okay. Right, but going into a, a stadium opener in Atlanta. Home opener,
2: right? yeah. Congratulations. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a tough opponent on paper, but I think Atlanta's gonna. I could see them putting up three or four goals here um uh, i'm yeah, not i'm not against that, that either yeah so Skylar, do you i'm like
2: okay it? with it but would you if you have to prioritize are you prioritizing atlanta or seattle not that you can't have both just a a question like which is the first team you're really looking to make sure you have somebody from
3: um i think ladero probably locked in like out of anybody first and then after that then yeah i'd probably go more heavy on atlanta after ladero so gotcha yeah, I'm not sure I'm going... Well,
1: uh, the the problem is, is that you have a lot of expensive guys that you want in this slate, and so I'm not sh- sure you're going to fit Jovan Jones in. Like, he's the only... I think he's really the only other one.
2: Do we even have confirmation that he's going to be back on the team? No, no. Yeah, that was kind of a clown move.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was. Um, so... What do you guys think about Columbus? Actually, let me start there. Obviously, play, we were saying playing against Sporting is tough, but they're at home. Uh, Iguain has been better. Pedro Santos has looked pretty good already. Like, I don't. I feel like you definitely need some Columbus exposure too.
2: Yeah, Santos is still relatively inexpensive.
1: What was he? Six thousand or so? It was something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think it was close probably to seven.
2: To- I imagine he's going to be cheaper than Miram, cheaper than Aguine, yeah. cheaper than Ola. So that's probably who I'm going to go with. Honestly, I might might consider a Kakuta Mane though if he starts in there.
1: Yeah. Um, Just
2: because SKC are going to be a little bit tired, they um,
1: they're also not that good.
2: Well, that's definitely true. <laughs> so I, I guess they will have Zusi back most likely. And that'll be on Miram's side of the field. Yep. Although they do kind of switch wings a little bit, so it's take that for what it's worth. It all depends, but yeah. Miram versus Sinovich probably wouldn't be fair.
1: <laughs> uh I agree. Um anybody from KC that you'd want? No, not really. Like I feel like they're the weakest team of the slate
2: by far. And I mean I actually think Dallas are probably a good bet to score at least one goal. I mean probably just one goal, but Atlanta hasn't been that great defensively. Uh Dallas is a smart team, well coached, and they have a lot of talented players still, so I uh I wouldn't count on Atlanta for the sh- clean sheet b- by any means.
3: Right. Uh, yeah, I if think that's fair. Zusi's back for Sporting. Yep. If Zusi's back for Sporting KC, I'd probably consider him really yeah yeah he uh man obviously we're not looking at our game logs here or anything but he i think he had set piece monopoly last time he played even with benny on the field so if you can get that for a defender on a three-game slate like i'd, I'd maybe stick him in there and then pair him with you know try to figure out if i want to use an atlanta guy or a seattle guy
1: he's probably the same price as Jovan jones though if jones plays like I, Zuzi's never cheap. I achieved.
2: really, really, I really doubt Joven Jones is gonna play. Okay. Are you guys talking about just because he left early for national
3: yeah. team duty, or did I miss something?
2: Yeah. No, I mean that was. I mean he basically said,
3: "See you later," because I'm gonna leave after the season. <laughs> right, he's gone anyway. Right. Yeah, I mean he only it's... missed. He only missed one game though that he would have normally been yeah, playing in. But yeah, you, I see your. You point. left
2: your team and your teammates without permission.
1: Yeah, he he did train today.
2: Yeah, I mean Schmetzer's come out recently today and had some quotes about it and said he he understands what he needs to do uh, to prove himself to his teammates and get back on the field. So
3: well, I guess too. Then I mean, you got to consider Nuhu or whatever Tolo. He got a, his replacement. He got a red card last game, so that right, might, yeah, might a, almost have to put Jones back in there. Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know. I think is in a good spot in the standings, so I think it's more important to to send a message than uh just let him waltz right back in. But just my opinion. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about uh Christian Roldan though has been only better and better since he kinda brought himself into the fantasy scene and I think he's someone that definitely is a uh, a candidate to to get some into some fantasy lineups. I, I hate using him with draft games because he's so expensive, but it's really hard to deny how many good scoring chances he's getting himself into lately.
1: Yeah, he seems to be kind of in a price tier, and obviously we don't have the prices now, but like on his own, like he's not amongst the elite group, but he's more expensive than everybody else. Um,
2: yeah, and he's not taking set pieces or right. necessarily crossing. He's more like a... Oh, I hate to make the comparison know this is it's, going. it's it's not true, but it's it's like a Frank Lampard almost. Oh, that's not what I thought. Wow. What did you think I was going to say?
1: A uh, glorified Jimmy Madronda.
2: Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, but I mean, Lampard was always priced pretty highly, and he wasn't getting crosses, yep. but he was getting into good scoring positions as a midfielder um, without actually being like a a goal scorer per se on the right. field. It's it's. He's coming out of the midfield, but somehow he still gets enough chances that he's he's worth that high amount. And on top of that, Roldan gets accumulation stats through tackles, and, right? Uh, fouls drawn, things like that, interceptions. So he, I mean, he's actually a better play than Lampard was at almost any point in his M- MLS career, if you ask me. Hmm.
3: Yeah. Are we uh, are we hesitating at all with Stiggy Schmidt returning to his old old uh, stomping grounds? Hmm no yeah might might have a little bit of a uh you know leg up on how to defend some of these guys i don't know (laughs) coaching revenge game
2: that's if if siggy Schmid knows how to defend them he might as well put himself on the field because he's about it as capable of it as his own defenders Uh at this point oh Oh, man
1: poor it's the
2: it's the schmutz on schmutz coaching battle
3: Uh, schmetzer versus Schmid. (laughs) wow I can't um, wait to see that as a headline on com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can suggest
2: it to him. They can steal it. That's right.
1: Uh, what do you guys think about Alessandrini?
2: It's fine, but they're going to get waxed. So I really... There
1: really are plenty gonna, of upside uh, midfielders like Ladero, Almarone, Miram, Iguain.
2: Yeah. Uh, Alessandrini's great, but he's only kind of a, a differential play at this point because I really do think Seattle's just going to completely control that game
3: okay
2: la are kind of lost right now
3: yeah i wish we had a little bit of extra salary to go around because there's a lot of good players on this slate that i would pay up for alessandrini being one of them but i'm probably gonna have to spend that on ladero if it's between the two of them yeah and yeah. then again like joseph martinez like he's probably gonna be in my lineup uh almarone will probably be in almarone's so
2: the, the toughest for me i think because he's going to be really expensive, and you can only fit so many of those guys. And right. I think I think Joseph Martinez is a higher priority for me, because he's he's the actual goal-scoring forward, and Al Marone is not necessarily an accumulator.
1: Yeah, no, um, he's not.
2: Yeah, it's true. So it, I, I love Al Marone the player, but Al Marone the fantasy option that's really expensive, that's somebody that I think Dallas might be able to take out of the game. I don't know. I mean, we'll have to see. I'm I'm really on the fence with him right now. That's kind of my biggest question going into this slate.
1: Hmm. Uh, will Brew in late game Hammer?
3: Nope. <laughs> no.
1: No? Okay. Just checking. Is, is it nah, Zardis again? A... No. Uh,
2: let's it's see. I mean, Jordan like Morris. It has to kind. be Jordan Morris.
1: Yeah. This is he's such been, a weird slate. 1 o'clock, 3.30, and 9 me. o'clock. Um, yeah.
2: And everyone's going to be watching football instead, probably. Right. Right. But uh, yeah, I, I'll definitely have the Atlanta-Dallas game on, no doubt, because that's going to be an exciting one. They open their stadium. And probably two of my favorite teams to watch uh,
3: when they're at their peak. So. All right, so who's got the first goal in Mercedes-Benz stadium history? I mean, it's really tough
2: to bet against Joseph Martinez. I don't know how you do. That guy's a machine.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. It's probably yeah, going to be Michael my... Parkhurst. I was just about
1: to say Parkhurst. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or Jeff Lorenowitz on a PK. Right. Oh. Big red. Big red.
1: Anyone He's from... probably
2: opened like 7 stadiums with a goal in his career. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's uh...
2: probably been at like probably as as many MLS stadiums as people have played in. He's probably been in well over half of them.
1: Oh, I'm sure. Uh last one on this late. Anyone from Dallas? or Skyler seems very uh, much on the side that Atlanta should control this one easily.
3: No, I don't think Dallas won't do anything at all though. I mean, they're, they're going to be amped up to, to spoil the party. So, um, maybe Acosta is a guy that comes to mind first. Diaz actually looked good. Yeah. Uh, finally this last game. So Barrios has been right really, up, really good. Yep. Yeah. Barrios has been consistent. So, those three are, are probably the the main three for me that I'm looking at, but I'm just I'm not sure that we'll be able to slide him in anywhere.
2: did you leave a Rudy out?
3: I did leave a Rudy out he's been a little disappointing the past few games um but I mean he's definitely a sleeper I would say on this slate like he's a guy that could come out and sp- I just said spoil the party but that's I mean, he's the type of guy that could do that a midday hammer midday hammer Maxie a Okay. a midday birthday
2: stadium spoiling hammer <laughs>
1: uh, I am looking right now to see if it is his birthday
2: I highly doubt it but so if he it says, is
1: no it's not oh well no. February alright so that's that slate I think the, I think we got everything that's
2: perfect. We're literally ending at the exact time that I uh, need to leave.
1: That's right. All right. So if anybody has any follow-up questions, you can hit up JD on Twitter at dfsmls. You can find Skyler at DraftKicks. I'm Rotowire Andrew. Uh guys, thank you for all of that and good luck this weekend.
2: Good luck everybody.
3: Good luck, guys.
0: Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer.